Hey guys, this is Whitney, and welcome back to another episode of Spastic Chatter. Spastic Chatter is a platform meant to feature those in the Zero Quality community, and I get together weekly with individuals with CP, like myself, to have a sincere chat, if you will, about what it's like living with this type of disability. And for this week, I have the one and only DJ Carter. And he is a big personality, and he has his own radio show. And I am just gonna let DJ take over and introduce himself, and then we'll get into the conversation. Hey guys, hey Whitney, thank you for having me on Spastic Chatter. I'm happy to be here. I'm 39 years old. Um, I have spastic dysplasia cerebral palsy. Um, basically, all of my limbs are affected, my legs more than my arms. Uh, I have my own radio show. My CP does not define me on Wednesdays at 2 o'clock. Uh, that's 2 o'clock Eastern Time. That's live on letgoradio.net. And on Facebook Live, you can find me at DJ Carter Jr. Um, I'm also a black belt in martial arts. I've been training for almost 11 years now. I started training um, back in 2010, June of 2010. I uh, won my first grand championship in 2017. I probably competed in over, I'd say, about 15 to 20 tournaments or so. Uh, right now, I'm under the tutelage of Grandmaster Jack Dart. Um, he is phenomenal. Uh, I started my training at Tiger Martial Arts Academy, which was – I trained there for 10 years. Uh, and right now, I'm taking a break uh, from training until January, February, but uh, I still train every day. I still have a regimen and a workout that I go through. I'm a, like, like Whitney said, I'm very outgoing. I'm, you know, uh, wear my heart on the sleeve type of guy. So, you know, any, any questions that you have or anything like that, shoot them out there and we'll just go with it. I'm, I'm a go with the flow kind of guy. That's I do what I do what I say I'm going to do. Yeah. That's what interviews, what, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be go with the flow. Um, so you, we, you mentioned a lot, so I want to get started with what got you what got you into doing my CP does not define me. Um, I actually started with uh, an organization called um, Kelly's Choice Inc. and I met uh, Winnie Wilson and Corey Wilson, and they are the uh, Winnie Miss Winnie is the well she's Edwina Wilson. She's the CEO and fan, founder of Kelly's Choice. Um, and when I got together with them, I met them, uh, gosh, it's almost been three years now, but, um, they, they did two interviews with me and on the second interview, uh, after the second interview, I, I met with them again and their daughter, Kelly, who's phenomenal. Um, she has CP as well. Um, she's total 24 hour care. And they asked me about doing uh, a sports position on let go radio. And I accepted and I was doing uh, the Sports Menu Radio Show, which I did like 35 episodes of. And I kind of, as much as I love doing sports and stuff like that, I just, I kind of wanted to, I started, I had an hour show. So I started kind of integrating 30 minutes of sports and then 30 minutes of, of a CP topic. And then I noticed the CP topics were getting a lot of hits. And I was like, man, I want to kind of branch this off onto my own show. And she's like, we'll do it. So I, you know, I, I, um, I came up with um, the slogan and the background and just started, you know, doing my own show. And, and when it, 
when it kind of took off, I started getting guests and stuff like that. It's been a lot of fun. I just, I've been involved in radio since I was like eight. Um, so it's, it's radio and TV has been part of my life. And I, I just, I love talking to people. I love helping people. And I love finding out what makes people tick, you know, what is it about, you know, why do we have to be so different just because we have a CP? Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, so you do, you, the CP does sound funny on, on like a radio, but you also do it live. Yeah, it's right. on, on, on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what has been... I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you on the spot because I was on your show and you put me on the spot. So it's it's feedback. So what has been your what has been your favorite topic to talk about? And then what has been your least like your most skeptical like the one that you're most skeptical about? Wow. Um. Probably. My my favorite of all time so far was was um. I met these guys, uh, Fisher and Ronnie, um, and they were a father-son team. They started a YouTube channel and, and um, wanted to meet different people with disabilities. Well, I met them, and I was on their show, and they were just phenomenal. Like, um, Fisher is a 12-year-old young man, and he actually helped his dad when his dad was in a, a real bad car accident and, and had, like, no use of anything from the neck down. And he told his story on my show, and it was – it was like the most emotional, most heart wrenching, like heart grabbing episode. Like you're like, Oh my God, this show was awesome. Um, I just, I, I love it because the story is so powerful and it just goes to show you that you can do anything you want. If you put your mind to it, no, no matter how hard your life is, you can get through it. You can keep going. You can find out what you want. As far as my least favorite I, I really don't have a least favorite. I actually like talking about everything. Um, I, I my probably my my least favorite was my very first show on my CP does not define me because I was I was so nervous to have my own show and be like, you know, what the topic was going to be. But I but I forced it because it was just like there wasn't a a freeness to it. It, it, it just didn't, didn't flow like it does now. So probably my first show was my. I think we talked about that on my episode of your show. It's like <laughs> the first show, like we're so awkward. Like, <laughs> like we don't, like we don't know how to, what to do. Like <laughs> we're like talking real fast, talking so quiet. And now we just don't, now that we've done it for so long, Keep on, which we, we just don't give a shit. Like it, it's it's you know it's easy. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Next, you know, it, it's it's it be. I've done it so much now, and I and I and I love it because the more the more I do it, the more free it becomes. And I want it to be a conversation. I don't want cue cards and cameramen and you're not staying on topic. It's my show. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, I just I want it to be free. Yeah, because I find that when you're like free, like you said, that's when the best conversation comes 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 about. It's like it's like candid in a way. It's not so much right and um thought out. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it, uh, it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious because we haven't really talked about this very much. We're gonna talk about martial arts because. I have not heard, I've 
I mean, I haven't heard very many stories about this, and I've known DJ for like, I would say like, close to a year. Yeah, a little longer, but yeah. A little longer, and I've, I haven't heard any stories about your martial arts. So, how did you get into martial arts? Well, the the funny part about it was, um, I had I had trained with an instructor when I was in, when I used to live, live in Elizabeth city, North Carolina, I used to live in Elizabeth city and he was working with me and I was very spastic at the time, but he didn't have a lot of patience. He had his own way of doing things. And it had to be done a specific, specific, specific way. Hello, English. There we go. CP. All right. And um, it, it was more, he was more looking at what, what I couldn't do. And he told me that I would never make it past yellow belt. So in June of 2010, I was rolling down the road with my ex at the time and we rolled past tiger martial arts and I had an inkling and I'm like, I wonder what it would be like to go in there. And next thing I know, she stops the van, spins around, pulls in the parking lot. And I'm like, Oh crap. I didn't mean now. So she stopped, put the ramp down. I got out. I went in and I'm like, uh, hi, I want to take martial arts. And I, I basically, when I met the hunters the first time, it was, I was scared to death because I was like, I wanted to do it. I knew I wanted to do it, but I, I, I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, when I started martial arts, I was, I was 302 pounds. Uh, and I was just like, I was a big boy. I was out of shape. And, you know, if I, if I, you know, move my arm the wrong way, I was out of breath. So I, in the first six months, I dropped like 40 pounds and just started training. And I was able to, to push myself in ways that, that I never thought possible. And, and I, I started uh, wanting to teach, but I had, I had to grow within myself first to realize that martial arts is going to be very adaptive for me. A lot of things are adaptive. A lot of things are changed. It's, it's not as pretty and smooth and, you know, flawless as people think it is. It's a lot of work and you work your ass off and you're, you know, you sweat and you bleed and you cry and you get mad and you want to quit and then you start again and you can't quit because you got to get to where you want to go. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it was a lot. Um, it, you know, I, I'm very thankful for Tiger Martial Arts because it instilled the knowledge in me to keep going and just, you know, I'm the type of person, if I get involved in something, I've, I've very rarely quit. I am not a quitter. It takes a lot to get me to quit. Exactly. So you talked about it being adaptive. Can you, can you, I go into more detail on yeah. how they adapted it for you? Like, sure. are you, are you in your chair, out of your chair? Like, how does it how does it work for you? Um, it's it's a great question. A now a lot of the adaptive part, um, you know, there's always there's always movements in martial arts. There's blocks and strikes and punches and different things. Now I'm not going to be able to jump up in the air and do a round kick, but the adaptive part is I know how to teach how to do a round kick and I know what a round kick is. So the adaption for me became short, quick, simple movements. One, two, you're done. If I'm in a fight, if I'm in a situation, I'm not going to twirl the person around, braid their hair, put their makeup on, and, and, and you know, spin them around. And that'd be kind of weird for a guy, but 
I don't know where I went there, but you know, it just, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a one, two, three type thing. So it's a lot of, you know, there, there's always going to be limitations in everything that you have, but the, you know, I'm limitless outside of my limitations. I know what my limitations are. And the adaptive part is quick strikes, for instance, a lot of people don't understand, but a block that comes out like this, I'm in my chair. Everything I do in martial arts is in my chair. And I use my chair in martial arts. And that's something that I had to get used to. I'm like, what do you mean use my chair in martial arts? Running into people is okay. That has to happen. Okay, if that's going to be my legs and people don't understand, it's a 300-pound piece of machinery. And then with me in it, it's 500 and some pounds. So I'm like, wow, I've got an advantage. You know, and you learn. I've learned to use my chair as a weapon. I learned what parts on my chair is sharp. I learned how to turn my chair, how to move my chair. And that's something that came later, you know, and, and, and it's, it's a lot of repetition. Um, that's the, if there's anything boring about martial arts, it's the repetition. You do the same thing over and over and over, and then you add something to it, and then you add, add what, what you've already done. So, you know, as I got into different training, and like I said, I'm training with, with Master Jack now, that's, I mean, you, you got to, you train with an eighth degree black belt. Like, I mean, that's, that's a grandmaster. You're like, okay, this is different. Hi. So it, 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 it was so amazing to train with him because Jack was the first person that allowed me to spar in his tournament in 2010. And I kind of took off with it after that. Yeah. So um, that kind of surprised me that you said that you used your chair in martial in martial arts. Uh, have have you have you uh, been in like have you competed? Have you been in fights with other people? And um, was it adaptive or like other adaptive athletes or was it able-bodied? Great question. Great question. I actually, I all all of my martial arts opponents um, have been able-bodied. And uh, there's a lot of tournaments and videos of tournaments on my Facebook page. So you guys can see them. You have to scroll down to find them because they're, they're down there. Um, and, I, you know, I, I got into sparring and it was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. You know, the first time, you know, you get hit or the first time you knock somebody in the mouth, it's like, man, well, this is, this is sweet right here. I've also been in on the street confrontations, which, my martial arts has saved my life, you know, three times. It's, it's, it's very, you know, everybody thinks about, you know, how do you do martial arts? The, the point that I, that I try to make with everybody is, look, if you're going to try to take what I got and prevent me what, from, what, from going home, I'm going to hurt you. I'm not looking to do a pretty little move to where I dislocate your arm in six places and show you how I did it. You're going to end up on the floor and go, how in the hell did I end up on the floor? Like, it's going to be that moment. Um, people look at, you know, a lot of people look at people in wheelchairs as targets. You go ahead and look at me that way. And then when you go through that wall over there and you find out that you're eating brick, that's going to be the topic for the day because you're going to wonder how it happened. But that's, that's what's so great about martial arts. It's, it's, I can, t I love teaching it. And that became my passion. As I was going through with Tiger, I started teaching. And when I started giving back what I had learned, that's when I became, wow, this is, this is neat. I train so I don't have to fight. I hate fight. 
Yeah. I like sparring. It's it's different. It's yeah, different when you're in a tournament. Yeah. 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 Do you know any other uh, people with disabilities that do uh, martial arts? I I actually know several people. Um, I have a friend of mine uh, that I used to go to camp with. Uh, he is a third degree black belt. His name is Josh Goldstein. He is a, a uh, Josh Goldstein actually. Uh, but it's um, he and I went to camp together and he got into martial arts and he started training and we, we uh, cohabitate, our uh, I mean cohabitate, um, talk back and forth several times. He, you know, he watches all my shows. Uh, we've talked to, to each other about, you know, some of the tournaments we've been in. Um, there are, there are some amazing people. Um, my, one of my best friends uh, that I train with at Tiger, Mar Marshall, uh, Mike Smith has a uh, one arm and he trains in martial arts and he, him and I became great friends. So with martial arts, you go like, I'm ignorant, so it's gonna sound, it's gonna sound that way, but you go from, it's like different colored belts represent the different levels that you're, uh, that you compete at or whatever. Or yes. Whatever. So, so you're, you are a black, black belt. Black belt. Black belt. So mm -hmm. what, what, what can you, like, what makes you a black belt? Like, can you describe it or is that just like something that you... I can, I can describe it. Yeah. So, okay, here's how it works. Just to, just to kind of give you a, a, a rundown, each style has its own system. Okay. There is, um, there is Taekwondo, there's uh, Shotokan Karate, there's Muay Thai, there's, there's kickboxing, there's uh, the Korean style, uh, there, you know, there's so many different styles, but in, in, in Shotokan Karate, which is what I studied uh, with Tiger Martial Arts, there are 12 belts. There is white, yellow, orange, green, first green, purple, first purple, blue, first blue, brown, first brown, Shodan Ho, and then black. Uh, those are all 12 belts listed in a row. Um, now, you ask, you know, what makes you a black belt? When you're in the early stages, you're learning a lot of the basics, okay? So as you, as you get in through the light colors, the white, yellow, orange, uh, green, and first green, you're learning a lot of the basics, and you're, you're kind of tempered into this you know you're learning how to do the blocks and the kicks and what everything means and where everything goes when you start getting into the purple first purple blue those you're learning a lot of the you 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 learn katas which are which are forms and that's you know uh it's a form of imaginary fighting but the way i like to describe it describe it is it's a series of movements that you learn it's an art form it's beautiful kata is a lot. It takes a lot. There are specific movies that you do and you have to, you know, it's, but you make it, uh, you make it your own. You put somebody in front of you and you do the, you know, the whole the combination of movements. But what makes a black belt is it, it took me uh, five years to become a black belt. I've been a black belt since um, 2015. December of 2015 is when I got my black belt. Uh, and then there are 10 degrees of black belt altogether. So I'm going to train in martial arts till I die. That, that's, that's just the, the easiest way to, to put it because I don't just train in martial arts. I'm a martial artist. It's a lifestyle for me. Everything that I do 
I try to, I put on my martial arts helmet and say, okay, how would I handle this? Now that's the same question in the lifestyle, you know, your temper, how you, how you carry yourself, you know, everybody makes mistakes, but when you, when you are in the lifestyle of a martial artist, you're trying to be the best person that you can be and trying not to cause confrontation because what you do, you can hurt somebody very quickly and you know that, and you want to stay away from competition if you can, but when the time comes, you got to kick butt, you do it. Yeah. That's right. That's cool. That, that just, this is going to be cheesy, but that just reminds me of like some Bruce Lee movies and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what, what advice do you have for somebody that wants to be in martial arts? Um, my first advice would be call Grandmaster Jack Dart. That'd be my first piece of advice. Um, I would say take your time, go at your own pace. And the biggest piece of advice that I can give anybody that's disabled or able-bodied that wants to get into martial arts is, is you have to do what works for you. Everything is not for everybody. And martial arts, each case, each story, each piece is different. Don't compare yourself to Chuck Norris, to Bruce Lee, or to the person standing next to you because you're, you're never going to get there. You, ha you have to have, and, and this was me, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want to get to that point. I had to realize that my personal martial arts journey is mine. And what I go through, you know, these certificates on my wall, I had to go through hell to get them. And, it, and, it's, and it's my personal journey. The, the black belt doesn't make the man. The man makes the black belt. Yeah. It's, otherwise, if I don't carry myself as a black belt, it's just a piece of fabric that I wear. Exactly. Well, that, that, I, I like how you put that. And like you were talking about how like martial arts is not, for you it's a, for you it's a lifestyle, like kind of like a state of mind. Mm -hmm. not so much of like I want to go out and fight people like it's right it's more of like a confidence thing so I, I that was very insightful because I, I was not expecting I was not expecting you to, to answer that way so and, and and a lot of people don't because for them and this is okay see this is what I mean by personal journey some people want to get in martial arts to lose weight some people want to get into martial arts to get in shape some people want to get into martial arts because they look good in the uniform. Some people want to, I mean, they, some people just want to get into martial arts to compete in tournaments. Every, every journey for a martial arts, a person taking martial arts, because there's a difference in a martial artist and someone taking martial arts. When you become, when you dedicate your life to it, um, there are, my, my instructor has dedicated his life to teaching people martial arts, and he is good at it. But it's not, just, it's not just what he teaches. I have a book of quotes that my, that my Shihan, that, that, which, is, which is teacher, uh, has, has said. And I have 40 of them, and it's things that he has taught me over the years. Jack's known me for the entire 11 years that I've been training in, in martial arts. And that's, that's what's so amazing about this transformation is leaving Tiger and going to Jack and 
the whole, you know, the whole, it's another part of your journey because you're expanding your horizons on what you already know. Yeah. That's very cool. I learned a lot. I learned a lot more about you, DJ, than I, than I didn't know before. Um, so what, closing out the interview, where, where can people follow you on social media, follow your journey? Good Lord. Okay. Um, it's going to be a lot. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So the easiest way to follow me is on Facebook um, at DJ Carter Jr. And the D and the J is spelled out and spaced. So like capital D space J space Carter, capital C-A-R-T-E-R, -E and then capital Jr. with a capital J. So that's that one. I have my CP does not define me, which is my YouTube. I have um, worth the weight cooking with DJ Carter. I have, which is another YouTube Chairmaster games, which is another YouTube that I have, which is a gaming channel. I have Instagram, which is my CP does not define me. I have Twitter, which is my CP does not define me at minion sports. And I have my blog, uh, which is Carter DJ 85 uh, at wix.com slash my site one awesome and thank you for being on traffic chatter this has been a long time coming so uh, i'm glad to do it glad to do it yeah so if anyone um if anyone wants to be on an episode of traffic chatter there is a link in the description or you can comment on this video and if you if you if you want to ask traffic chatter you should also want to be on dj's my CP does not define me because he interviews people also. So you might as well hit him, hit him up too. So, um, and like I said, thanks CJ for uh, being a guest. And uh, for those of you watching, check back next week for another episode. Thanks. Bye. Take care, guys.